You are listening to the EdTech Takeout from Grantwood AEA, an educational service agency that supports school districts in eastern Iowa with a focus on equity, excellence, and efficiency in education for all children. Welcome to episode 37 of the EdTech Takeout, the podcast that serves up bite-sized technology tips for teachers. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and here is Mindy Carney. Good morning. Good morning, and uh, welcome to 2018. Yeah, I know. We're back after a little hiatus. Better late than never. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're starting up the audio this morning. You're like, gosh, I haven't done this forever. No idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, so let's hope this sounds okay, because I think we're all a bit podcast rusty right now. A little right rusty, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How would you like to start our uh, first episode back in 2018? Um, should we start the usual way with news and follow-up? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I got some podcast love to share, Mindy. You do, yeah. Because uh, since the last time we were uh, broadcasting, uh, we got mentioned in a few places, and I thought it might just be nice to say thank you to some people who were sure. kind enough to include us on some best of lists. And uh, we had a mention from uh, the nice people over at ISTE, yep, who named us as one of the top sixteen edtech podcasts, yep, which was awesome. It was awesome. What was less awesome is that we were the only podcast that didn't get hyperlinked. <laughs> so, and uh, I believe that's still the case. So, you see, oh, if, well. you're, if you're listening, we'd love a link to our uh, show homepage at dlgwaea.org forward slash podcast. Yeah, we're uh, listed with a lot of great people. So, that was exciting. We we're also mentioned by Matt Miller and Ditch, Ditch That Textbook in his blog post called 20 Great Podcasts for Educators and How to Get to Them. Um, so, and we've mentioned Matt Miller before on our show and, um, what great stuff he does. So that was an honor to, to be recognized in his blog post. Yep. Thank you, Matt. And, uh, our online friend, Mr. Eric Kurtz listed as for one of his 11 great EdTech podcasts on his Control Achieve blog. So yeah, Eric does a good job, um, definitely sharing our name and we really appreciate that he's also somebody who does some great things um he's like a google whiz so um it's always nice to have him mention us too thank you eric thanks eric well speaking of uh matt miller um i noticed a tweet from him recently that was in relation to a, a quick google update and that was the return of the camera to docs and Slides and what else? Drawings, Just drawings, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they Google took that one away. You used to be able to go insert image from camera, and it would pop up and let you take a picture of things. Right. And that went away, which I think was a we mentioned it was like a Flash plugin type of thing, and they must have found another way to do it without Flash. Because hey, it's back. Yeah, people are very excited about it on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember going to a. A workshop with uh, Ramsey Masalam yeah. once, and uh, he was talking about how he uses technology with kids in his classroom. And one of the things he used was was that feature right there mm-hmm. because he's a science teacher, I believe. Right. Yep. And I think a lot of the stuff you do in science and in math as well sometimes is is hard to do on a computer because you just sometimes you want to draw stuff out or sketch them. And right. he had us doing stuff that he did with his kids. And basically, what he did was he got a Google Slides presentation up had a slide for every kid in the class, and he said, okay, use the camera, Mm -hmm. take a picture of your working out, 
put it on your slide so that mm-hmm. everyone can see what everybody else mm-hmm. was was working on and yeah which and i mean you that. can you could have still done it just is an extra step you have to take care of all those things so it's exactly. nice that it's all right there in one spot yep people are very happy thank you google thank you thank you <laughs> all right so you've got a new challenge coming up well yeah after much um harassment and a lot of uh Bad memory loss on my part. I'm going to take your Chromebook challenge, Mindy. Yeah. Oh, finally. A year later, but yep. Is it a year later? I think it probably has been. It's been close When to was that. it that I spilled my coffee on my computer? It was probably about a year ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like, you know, um, Jen Giffen was talking about yeah. it on Twitter and yep. how she was going to do it. And that reminded me that I still haven't done it yet. So mm-hmm. I got my calendar out and I looked at next week and I thought. Made sure there was nothing going on. <laughs> made sure that I didn't have to do anything too taxing. Well, I mean, things like podcasting, yeah. we have a workflow for that. I'm not yeah. saying you can't do it on the podca- on the Chromebook, but yeah. I just don't want to work out how to do that yeah, right. right now. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to give it a go next week and uh, see what Chromebooks we have lying around here. I know we've got some yeah. some newer ones and, uh, and see how that works out. Yeah, I think you're going to like it. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think I'll miss my iPad. Um, yeah, you use your iPad more than I do. Yeah. So... Okay. Well, we'll see how that yeah. goes. Well, and it still turns into a tablet. We have some that still yeah. turn into a tablet. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be fine. I'll have to try like some Play App Store mm-hmm. things. I you don't should. know if I've tried that before. I haven't either. Okay. Okay. Some Android apps. Okie dokie. Um, anything else? No, I think that's it. Moving straight on to the main course. You betcha. Serve to you piping hot, getting jiggy with Gmail. What did you say? You heard what I said. You wrote it. You oh. just made me be the one to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I did want you to say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we were kind of thinking of some different topics for um, this year. And we're like, you know what? Let's do a Gmail um, episode and just kind of share what we do we get a lot of email every day as i'm sure lots of people do and how we kind of stay on top of it and then maybe just some little known things about gmail that uh, you might want to try out so do you want to how do you manage your how do you stay on top of that inbox wiley um yeah so i do have a system i thought might be worth sharing and everybody has their own systems and what works for them or what doesn't work for them but Mine I took from um, a book I read called Getting Things Done, mm. which was written by Dave Allen. And uh, one of the things I took away from that, it, I mean, it's a whole productivity type uh, book on how to keep organized and stay sane, uh, which is something we absolutely need in this job. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things I took away from that is email management. And he said... Um, there's basically three things you should look at with your email. So when you get an email in and you read it, the first thing is the, the two-minute rule, okay. which is if you can reply and answer and do whatever you need with that email in two minutes or less, then you should do it now. Immediately. Immediately. Okay. Yeah. I then can that get behind that. gets that straight out of your inbox. Yep. If it's something that needs a little bit more thought or a little bit more consideration or there's other things going on that make it more complicated that you can't do it in two minutes or less, right. then these emails fall into one of two categories generally okay one is action where you have to do something so you have to go research something go find something go look for a date or schedule a conference or or whatever Mm -hmm. so you got to do something with it or you're waiting for somebody else to Mm -hmm. do something yeah so with that kind of rule 
I generally keep my inbox pretty empty and okay. in theory I could have inbox zero every day yeah because I use the two minute rule to get rid of the emails that I can do in two minutes or less yep and the others go into a folder or they get labeled in gmail either mm-hmm. with action or waiting for oh and so there you go I mean it's kind of a cheat way to get things out of my inbox but yeah. it gets things out of my inbox and uh, puts them somewhere else when I have time to work on email <laughs> yeah. I just go to one of those two labels and see what's in there and so do you regularly schedule then like for your waiting fors? Like sometimes, you know, you might be waiting for a response from someone and yep. they don't get back to you and they don't get back to you. Do you sometimes just go back into your waiting for folder just to see Yep, who I'm waiting I, for and yeah. how long it's been and Yeah. Okay. I don't use boomerang or things like right. that, which I don't yeah. we'll do things like that and remind you and ping it back in a few yeah. days. Right. Um and we'll talk about maybe Google Inbox, which will snooze things for you right. and bring things back in the same way. But yeah, I just try to make a habit of going in there and, and checking things out. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't go to the waiting for one, then I don't go to the action one and then things don't get done. So my next question then is how often do you check your email? Uh I mean, my email gets checked in some form or another daily. I yeah. mean, for sure. Well, daily for yeah. sure. But like how many times a day? That's what I should ask. How many times a day are you I, in your email? I don't know. It yeah. just depends on what I'm doing. Like um, if I'm preparing something, I like a workshop or some PD or something, I try and close my email and leave it closed mm-hmm. because if it's open in yeah. another tab and I see the number and I, then I go look at it. And you start then freaking out, I right? I get distracted like, oh, and I yes, right. go down rabbit holes I don't want to go down. Yeah. But, uh, so what about you? How do you organize the massive emails in your inbox? Um, yeah, so I am kind of an email fanatic myself. Um, even having like one unread email in my inbox makes me crazy. So um, I, like you, are often in my email and I try and, like if I'm walking to get my, like fill my water bottle, I try and delete three emails. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. I'm constantly trying to um, keep it where I feel comfortable with it. I am um, an avid label user, so I have probably 40 labels in my inbox. And um, when I am done with an email, I put it into my label. So it's kind of like you're waiting for a folder, I guess, or you're waiting for a label. Um, Because once I've sent it off, then I um, am done with it. You know, my action is over for now. And then... uh, the nice thing about labels, I think, is just being able to go back in and have all of your emails in there that are under that one topic. So I uh, am also a firm believer in unsubscribing for emails. So I'm very picky about uh, what email newsletters I subscribe to. Um, I have a junk mail account that if I sign up for something and I need an email account instead of using my work account that I'm in all the time or even my personal account I have a Yahoo account from when I was 18 oh yeah yeah so I use that to sign up for stuff um and then so I don't get all those like junk emails so it kind of takes out that unsubscribe step for me too and then another thing I do is I'll add my emails to calendar events so if I have something going on um, and that I need some information from that email, I'll add it to the calendar event so I can just get rid of that email instead of having to go back and search for it. I'll um, copy and paste important parts of that email into calendar events so I can just get rid of it. I need to do that more often. How do I yeah. do that? You don't. You just have to copy and paste. Oh, you just it's copy just and paste school. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
yeah, I've looked around to see if there's a way. And maybe there is, and I just don't know what it is. That would be super nice, a I handy think. handy extension to, or something yeah, to do that? like add okay. to calendar events or something. Yeah. But um, So I'll do that so that I don't have to search for emails, and then I can just get them out of my inbox. And then one thing that maybe seems a bit ridiculous that um, – you might not see the connection for it, but I use um, starred documents in my drive, like it's my business. And um, so if I get a email with a doc in it, um, I don't always want them in my drive. So it might be something that I know that I won't keep forever or maybe that I even need in my drive at all. So I might keep it in my shared with me, but I'll star it so that I can find it um, quickly in my starred docs and drive. And so then I can just delete those emails um, and get rid of them. So that's kind of my workflow, I guess. So do you just love it when uh, you get your inbox down to zero? And, and you send me an email? Yeah. No, I don't. I also <laughs> shouldn't flaunt. I always think it's, you know what, if you're going to share with people that you have inbox zero, then you should be ready for a barrage of emails from the team. Like, oh, what are you doing right now? Hi, Mindy. I get those emails all the time. It's annoying. Yeah, well, yeah. I, you know, sometimes when you get that email from Mindy and it's a screenshot of her inbox zero, it's, <laughs> it's almost like she's asking for email. So, well, it's always such an accomplishment, you know. You're like, oh, I love clean slate, and then you want to celebrate, but with this team, you don't get to celebrate. I guess. I guess not. <laughs> you just get more emails. It's funny. So one of the things that uh, I mean, you were at a school recently showing yeah. them Gmail, and uh, one of the things that was new to some of those folks was Gmail Labs. Yeah, right. Which are hidden away in the settings. And if you've never seen them before, they are a way to add some extra features or functionality to Gmail. Mm -hmm. So I thought we would uh, maybe just talk about which ones we use and yeah. why. And yeah. So the way Labs work, though, is that it's just kind of like this idea Google has and that it, they could go away at any time. Yeah, they could go away. I mean, yeah. there's some that get promoted out of labs right. and become like a mainstream feature, like right. undo send used to be a lab, but it's now in your settings. And then others, they just go away because they don't get used, presumably. Right. Um, so which ones do you use? Um, I use all of them. You use all the labs? You got <laughs> them all enabled? I have all of them lab. Oh, no, I have, I have two that are not. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we should do maybe the one you don't that. use. Then. Yeah, no. This list used to be a lot longer. I'm looking at the list again. I know. Thinking, There's not when I that went many in there, on there. Yeah, when I went in there the other day to share with the district, I was like, geez, there used to be like, I felt like a lot in here. And yeah. a lot of them, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But no, I feel like they've really narrowed it down. So um, the first one on our list is auto advance. I have that turned on. Do you? I do not have it. You don't? So What, what is auto advance? This, I think, kind of helps too with my... Um, when I'm working in my email is that when you complete an email and send one off, uh, it will automatically pull up the next conversation so you don't go back to your inbox. Oh, you see, I like going back to the inbox. You do? You like to search and be like, which one can I take care of now? Yeah, well, I yeah. like to be a little choosier with uh, yeah. which ones I, I deal with first. Yeah, and maybe right. I should take them in order and just work through them. But yeah. sometimes I'll see an email from Mindy and went, I, I really can't handle that right now. Oh. And then... Uh, we want something else. So rude. Yes. Yeah. So I do have that turned on. Um, and I, and then when you go into your set, into your general settings, that pops up. And then you can choose whether you want to see the n next newest conversation or whether you want to see um, the next oldest conversation or message. So 
once that's turned on, it shows up in your general settings. All right. So that okay. is Auto Advance. Auto Advance by Bruce D. I see that. <laughs> Who are these people? Who, I don't know. Are they Google people? I'm assuming so, right? Okay. Okay. Well, what else do you have turned on? I have canned responses turned on. I have them on, but yeah. I have to say I don't use them very often. Yeah. Do you use them often? Um, I use them when I am working on a course. So... Which so I have them saved, but um, so ex- I do explain what canned responses are then. Okay, so canned responses are like a saved email that you can just—it's kind of like a draft of an email that you can continuously pull up, yeah. and it's all built inside your email. So if you have it turned on, um, there's that little drop-down arrow on the right-hand corner of a new message that you're going to compose, and uh, you'll find canned response there, and you just type in an email. Um, after you click can response, you have to name it, I think. And then you just create an email and it saves it. And so then you can pull up that email just and it auto populates into the email um, every time. The other um, time I use it is at the beginning of the school year. So when you email me and say, so what do you send to your districts at the beginning of the school year? Yeah. It's a can response. Oh, it email. is? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I just have it every year and then I can just tweak it and see um you know what i did last year or whatever so i should do that yeah 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 you should you're right <laughs> turn it on right now um one thing i will say about canned response a little tip about it is that you want to make sure that when you're creating a canned response that you delete out your signature in the canned response oh, yeah? because otherwise you'll have a double signature when you send it ah good tip yeah so okay that's All by right. chad p that's by Chad P. Good okay. job, Chad. <laughs> so next on your list, what is next? Um, Let's auto advance to the next one. Yes. Google Calendar Gadget. Oh, I don't have that on. You don't have that on either? No, because Good it grief. just takes up too much room. It doesn't take up any room. It fits right into your little menu on the left-hand side. Okay, so um, the Google Calendar Gadget just shows a small calendar inside your inbox of your appointments for the day. And it's small, and it fits in your left-hand navigation. It's kind of small, but it adds clutter, I think. And it's clutter. Okay. Yeah, I have that one on. What about you? Um, looking to see the ones we haven't talked about so far. I've got the unread message icon. I have that, too. I do yep. like that. Yep. I, I don't know why that's not just like Why is a that not just a thing? That should be, yeah. I think Manu C should get the props on, for that. Manu. And just have that one installed by default yep. for everybody, because we all... I guess maybe some people don't like to see how many new ones they've maybe. got because it it nags at you. Yeah, right. And, it does. Yeah, and it distracts you from yeah. your productivity. Yeah. So, uh, so did maybe, we explain what it was though? Um, it shows you how many unread messages are in your inbox, and it shows it up on the tab, on the tab at the top. Yeah, yeah, next to the little favicon. And be like, or, oh, that's not even a th- yeah. I don't know why that's not a thing, but you can turn it on so that it is a thing for you. Apparently, it doesn't work with Safari, though. Oh, really? If you're a Mac user and use Safari, it says this oh, lab works with Chrome, yeah. Firefox, and Opera. What's Opera? Opera is a browser. It is. You don't never tried Opera? I guess not. Okay. Um. What else do I have? I have right side chat on. Well, this is interesting. Go on. Why? It's, and Go so on, yeah. I didn't even know that wasn't a thing. Like I thought, I thought, I, I, I thought right side chat was just how my inbox was. So I must have turned it on at some point in time. But. And this is one of those things that we talked about recently the other day. It's like because you set all this stuff up once, and then years later you 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 forget that you've turned these things on, and then yeah. you just think that's just the way it always is. Yeah, but it, right. it is a lab. So where is the chat usually on the left side? 
The chat is usually on the left, okay, at the bottom underneath all your labels. Oh, I bet you don't like that because that's where the little Google Calendar gadget lives. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> What's that? It's kind of hidden because there's like three tabs on the bottom left-hand corner now. One is for like your contacts and one is for mm-hmm. Hangouts and one is oh. for uh, phone calls. Okay. So it's, you don't see it all the time. Um. And I, I, I had Right Side Chat chat on for years yeah. and I've had it on for a long time, but I am trialing something out. Oh. I just turned it off like two days ago, maybe. And I am doing the preview pane instead. Yeah, I have preview pane on, but I don't use it. Yeah, so preview pane, it will let you have like a column of your mail mm-hmm. on the left and then preview on the right. Kind right. of like if you used to use things like Outlook and stuff mm-hmm. like that yep. or desktop mail clients like Safari Mail or Thunderbird and stuff like that. So um, that's what I've enabled. And when I had right side chat on and preview pane, it just like squished too much of the yeah. screen, so I took out the right side chat, and I'm, yeah, I'm, it might come back. Yeah, we'll see if I like preview pane or not. Yeah, I've tried preview pane too. It's it's not bad. I like it. Um, once you turn it on, it shows up because then you can you can still like like I said, I have mine turned on, but I don't use it. But I think it shows up then in your view, right? Yep. Yeah. It does. Yep. Okay. Um, what else? Do you have custom keyboard shortcuts? That sounds like something you would do. It sounds like something I would do, but it is not something I have enabled. Me neither. So that is not there. Um, I don't have the mark as red button. I don't either. I don't really see why I would need that. I mean, maybe. I think Stacy uses it. Does she? Yeah. But I'm guessing she gets maybe in. So the way the mark as red button turns on is like, imagine you're in a conversation and someone has been replying all and now everyone is replying all and you have lost interest in that conversation or you're no longer involved in it you can click on that mark as red button right and it just will it archive it then or what happens to it do you know i don't think it archives it It just so i mean if the conversation is going on and you're no longer a part of it you can hit mark as red and you don't have to read it and then it just goes but yeah okay multiple inboxes um, I don't actually have multiple inboxes in this inbox. I just have two separate email accounts. Yes. And I don't view them all in one place. Me too. I do yeah. not have that on. And I do not have smart labels on. I don't either. Okay, so I didn't have four things on. Smart labels, I um, I feel like I've, I don't, I'm not sure that I know how smart label, labels work. Do you? I've heard Stacy talk about them before, but I don't, I don't know how they work. So oh, it works. Oh, it looks like okay. it works similar to filters. Yeah. Um, in terms of categorizing your email, and I use filters for that. Maybe smart labels would be better. Yeah. But um, I haven't dug into all that it does yet, so I just stick with filters because they yeah. work for me right yeah. now. All right. So since we um, mentioned filters, do you yeah. do you have filters? Set you know, up or not? Um, I've only used filters once, mm-hmm. and it was for when um, I turned them on. And I put two of my friends' email addresses in so that whenever they emailed me, they'd get an email back. Oh, okay. Yeah. That just was like a funny bitmoji for the day. Oh. Just for a couple you days used I it did. For it fun. was fun. Yeah, I used yeah. it for fun. But otherwise, no, I don't use it because, um, like I said, I don't get a lot of... I feel like people use... Why do you use filters? Maybe that's what I should ask. Why do you... Because you said you use them. Why do you use them? Um, I use them for some different things, like, um, for example, our team has a an email account, digitallearning at oh. gwaea.org. Yeah. 
and um, I forward that to my inbox because I kind of help monitor that. Yeah. And it comes from our website if somebody fills in the contact form right. or something like right. that. And I have it to skip the inbox. Mm-hmm. I have it just go to a different a label, label, yeah. and 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 that's fine. So that it just doesn't fall in my inbox all the time. Or yeah. um, sometimes I have one set up for one of my schools actually, oh. and um, it labels everybody at their domain address um, with the name of their school. Oh, and it says never send it to spam. Oh, so sometimes you know emails yeah. get lost in spam and stuff like that. So if it comes with at your school dot yeah k twelve dot i dot us, then it automatically gets this label applied so that I can click on that label and see all the emails from my school um, and check out them. Um, I have some for like some listservs um, again, just mm-hmm. to skip mm-hmm. the inbox and mark as read. Yeah, and then if I ever want to go back and see what the latest happenings are in mm-hmm. that Google group or whatever, yeah. then I can go to the label and and check it out. But yeah, um, sure, it's just sometimes to help prevent email overload yeah right that's good but they're handy they can be used for different things for a while there i was getting some email that wasn't getting flagged as spam for some reason and Mm -hmm. even though i was marking it as spam so i took the email address and said always delete this email (laughs) whenever i get it and it just it goes away got it take care of those stalkers (laughs) (laughs) oh jeez your fans yeah my loyal fans yeah so, uh, what else have you got? Let's let's. Why don't we do like a, a speed round? Okay. Other tips and tricks of uh, things that we don't need to go into in too much detail, but uh, power tips for Gmail. Okay. I also have pet peeves. Can I add those in? You can add pet peeves okay. for sure. <laughs> Number one pet peeve is please add a profile picture to your email address. Oh yeah, yeah. That is a good one. Um, especially I. And maybe it's just on my side of things. Like sometimes I'll get emails from people and um, I meet a lot of people, right? From a lot of different places. And so um, I'll get an email and I'll be like, I don't quite remember what this conversation was about or who's this person. And then they have like no profile picture. So I can't even click on it, you know, or I have to go and then I'll do like a Twitter search or I'll look up their school district or something like that and try and track down who it is because i'm pretty good with faces um not always with names so please add a profile picture you can do that in your settings settings general my picture yeah and you can hit change picture and you can upload a picture yeah make sure you choose some random avatar just to yeah. <laughs> that's yes. the other thing is i'm like oh they have a profile picture which is great but it's like their school logo oh no <laughs> not helpful at all <laughs> Do you use Google Inbox at all? No, I don't. Okay. I, I think I know a couple of people at Grant Wood that do. It's kind of a reinvention of uh, Gmail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gmail has, as much as people love Gmail, it has pretty much stayed the same forever, hasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. And it's got a very traditional design and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So um, inbox.google.com, if you are interested in trying it, it's a newer, fresher, different way to look at your email. Um, they do try and bundle things into your inbox based on like, you know, they got an automatic label for trips where if you've ever got any um, flight confirmation oh, emails and yeah. things like that, it will put them all in there. Um, purchases. So if you ever get an, an emailed receipt mm-hmm. and, you know, it, you don't need to like label these or filter these. It just collects them and learns what those things are. Okay. 
And it's also got like a, a snooze function built into. So right. you can snooze emails and come back and get them later and, and things like that. You can pin emails and just got some interesting ways of no, sorting. Pinning in. an email, that's interesting. Mm. I like that idea. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. It's uh, available if people want to try it. Um, I don't use it, but um, I think it's just because I'm too stuck in my ways. Yeah, right. <laughs> Once you to, figure like, out your workflow, you've nailed I think, it. Yeah. I think that would be it, yeah. But yeah. Um, the people I know that use it love it. Yeah. And uh, other people are too scared to try it. Well, maybe next week while you're doing your Chromebook challenge, oh. I'll try the inbox challenge. I thought you were going to say do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you're switching things up. Well, why not? Yeah, why throw not? caution to the wind. Yeah. And we could report back on a Chromebook challenge yes, and an inbox I'm challenge. I'm going to give it a try. Ooh. Okay. Um, so this was something that, um, people often don't know is there and it's the undo send and what undo send is, is allows you to, um, recall an email. Uh, so it delays how long, um, the emails kind of stays with you before it's sent off. And you can find that in settings under general as well. I think it's like the fifth one down. And you have to turn it on. And then what happens is if you send, and then you get to choose how long the duration is. So it's 5, 10, 20, and 30 seconds, I think. And um, what happens then is you send your email, and then there's a little prompt that pops up in yellow at the top of your inbox. And it'll say, undo. Would you like to undo? And um, you can click undo, and then it'll pull that email back down into your inbox. So a lot of times when I use this, it's because um, I forgot to attach a document. Yeah. You know, like, you're know like okay, I'm um, this whatever. And then you're like, oh, I didn't even link that or I didn't add the document. Or I catch like a typo, like right as I'm sent, you know, like you catch your eye. Mm-hmm. So it saved me quite a few times. So I have mine actually sent to um, 30 seconds. So it gives me plenty of time to think about it, you know, before it actually goes. And then um, that little prompt disappears and then it sends. So a lot of times what I hear people say, though, is someone's not getting my email or I'm sending an email and they're not getting it. It's probably because your undo send is holding on to that email for just a short amount of time before it actually sends it. Yeah, because sometimes you'll be in the same room as someone and you'll want to forward them an email. Yeah, like, oh, I'll just send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got it yet? No. Where is it? And it's like, well, it's still in your outbox. It's not gone yet. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, You can also add different email accounts mm-hmm. to your Gmail and check that from other places. So right. if you had like a Yahoo account you set up when you were 18 yeah. or something like that, <laughs> yeah, you could pull that into your Gmail as well if you wanted yeah. to. And there is a lab for multiple inboxes if you wanted to separate them out or you mm-hmm. could have them all into the one inbox if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gmail just recently updated that for their mobile apps on Android and iOS. So it used to be on that Gmail mobile app you could only add Gmail accounts or um, school Google accounts, mm-hmm. but now you can add Outlook, Yahoo, AOL, whatever it is yeah. that, that you have on there too. So it's good. bring all your email into one place. <sighs> oh, that sounds terrifying. Yes. It, it kind of does. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like separate inboxes. Um, desktop notifications. You can turn on desktop it's a tongue twister, desktop notifications. Um, So what that is, is it just flashes when you have a new um, email come in onto your screen, just as like a, I don't know, a little alert up in the right-hand corner of your screen. And I like to have that turned on because um, 
I might notice that my number is growing on my emails um, tab, but I also will be able to see just who the email is from. And I think maybe the subject of the email, it tells you too. And so you can kind of see what those emails are about. If it's something that you want to check right away, like if it's, you know, something from someone important or if it's just some sort of promotion or, you know, coupon or something, you know that you can just ignore it for now. So, and you can turn that on in your settings too, correct? Yeah, yes, settings, yeah. general, desktop notifications. Desktop notif- yeah. And I'm looking at it now here yeah. and I'm thinking I should change my my setting here. What are the options if well, you're looking I have, at it? I have new mail notifications on, which yeah. notifies me when any new oh, yeah. email message arrives. They and have one important, right? called important mail yeah. notifications on. I think that's the one I should put on just yeah. because then you don't get those promo things yeah. and, and other stuff. And uh, so I'm changing that now. And okay. Hit, make sure to hit save. Save, yes. That is a that's good tip. That's another tip right there. You have to save. And don't you think it's silly that there's not a save changes button at the top of that page as well? You have to go all the way down to the bottom. Yes. And when it's I was, the littlest button in the world. When I was in labs, I noticed there's a save changes at the top and the bottom. Oh, because it's labs. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That, maybe it's a lab I maybe have enabled. Maybe it's a lab. Yeah. But in the settings, it's all the way at the bottom. Yes. Okay. Advanced search is um, available inside of Gmail. Now, I'm I'm not one of these uh, Google ninjas that remembers all the little um, prompts and phrases and keywords and colons and things you can put in there mm-hmm. into the top. Mm-hmm. So what I tend to do is up at the top, if you're searching for an email, if you hit the drop down arrow, um, it will fall down and let you choose some parameters for how you would like to search for the email. So you can search like who it is from. Right. Um, you can search the subject. You can search if it has the words uh, in, contained in the email, if it has an attachment, if it's uh, within a certain date range. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff is available if you hit the drop down in the search menu, which is handy. And yeah. I know you can do things, and it will, it will prompt you if I put like Mindy's email address in here. You can do things like, uh, I think it's like, from colon parentheses mm-hmm. mcarney at gwa.org yeah. parentheses but i never yeah. remember what all that yeah right um so just hit that little arrow so just hit all that little arrow yeah yes, and uh and it's pretty powerful it. little search that's nice i think so yeah. i think it works never well. lose an email again fingers crossed yes and maybe right. i mean part of that is because i i use send an send an archive yeah do you send an archive no i do not you do not use send an archive i don't use send an archive do you archive your email separately or do you just not archive? Um, I don't archive because I use labels. Mm, I see. So everything's, you know what I mean? So okay. I do delete some stuff when I know that I won't ever need to recall it or have it again. Um, and then I just want that email gone. But no, I use labels for everything. So I have that on in my settings as well. Settings, yeah. general, send an archive. It, you can show the send an archive button. It's a blue button that it puts on your screen there. So mm-hmm. you can either send it and it will stay in your inbox right. if you want to keep it there for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Or you can hit send an archive so it sends it off to somebody and then it will archive it with whatever labels you apply to it as well. Right. Um, so I like that one. And then when it's in your archive, it is instantly searchable forever. Yes, right. Um. What else? Oh, I'll mention another pet peeve. Oh, here we go. This is more um, email etiquette, I think. But let's all be very conscious of the reply all button. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh So in your settings, you can um, choose whether your reply button is a reply button or a reply all button. And 
um, you can look to see which one you have on because your reply button will just have one arrow if it will default to just replying to the sender. Mm-hmm. Or it will have two arrows if it defaults to reply all. I think we should all just think about replying all. You think so? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> Keep that undo send on as well, just yes, in case right. you want to bring it back and check. Did Absolutely. I reply or did, did I, I reply, reply all? all? Yeah. And who was on that email? Who did I send that to? Yeah. Trust me. I've gotten myself into trouble a couple of times by hitting reply all instead of just reply. I can only imagine. <laughs> all right. So I do have one last thing that I think is fun and... um that uh, when I was sharing Gmail with the school district the other day, it was, of course, the first question someone asked me, how did you add that photo to your background in your inbox? So I have a picture of my kids as my background of my inbox. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to pause here and come around to look at your <laughs> inbox. I have never seen this. Here, I'll just turn around. Okay, so I have a picture of my kids here as my inbox. Huh. Kids? Yeah. So um, if you'd like to add a photo, and maybe you don't know this even, but, but there are themes that you can choose from in your um, as your background for your email. So if you go into um, your settings gear, which is up on the right-hand corner, and drop down and choose themes, or you can just go into regular settings, and themes is actually a tab across the top, I think. I don't know that I've ever used it that way, but I think you can... Set your theme through there. So um, it'll give you a bunch of just like stock photos that you can use as the background of your um, inbox. However, down in the right-hand corner, there's an option where it says My Photos. And so if you click on My Photos, you can choose a photo from your Google Photos or you can upload um, from your from your you know computer or whatever. And um, you could paste a URL in to pull that photo in that you have. So if you really want to personalize your inbox or have um, a picture that makes you feel warm and squishy during the day, you can um, add that as your inbox background. I like that. I think that's a nice fun one to finish on. Yeah, sure. All right, so up to tech nuggets. Who's going first? That's always the question. It is. I think you should go first, Mindy. You think so? Okay. Because yours do not look very familiar to me right now. So I am very curious to see what you're going to share with us. Okay, let's do this. So my first one, and I don't know how you pronounce this, so I'm just going to pronounce it the way it looks to me, and it's called Tricider. And what TriCider is, is a social voting tool. So what you can do, and it's all free as far as I can see, um, is that as the um, owner of the question, you type in a question and you share that question, um, and I think it's through a link if I remember correctly, with others. And what they can do is add an answer to the question and then they can vote on um, your question. They can offer feedback. So let's say um, I might send it out and say, hey, do you want to go out for dinner to for sushi? And Jonathan might reply, I don't like sushi. I like Thai food. And so um, he can offer some feedback about why that idea won't work. But it's kind of just a neat way to 
um, do some data analysis is what I was thinking. So you can, if you actually create an account, can then um, download those answers and responses into an Excel spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scary. <laughs> Not necessarily. Um, so it just has some different um, free tools that I think data analysis to me was always kind of a tricky thing, especially with younger students. Um but it might be a fun way just to kind of um, do some math. You know, we talked about how math can sometimes be tricky on a computer, but it's just a way to do some crowdsourcing for information. So you could use it in lots of different ways. It says here that it's free and no registration is required. Right. So you can use it, um, but if you do register and create an account, that's when you get um, the ability to export it. You can see result charts. Um, You can add your logo and design so all of it is free, and you can use it without an account, but you get additional um, options if you actually register and create an account. I like it. So you're calling yeah. it Tricider? Tricider? I don't know. Is that what it looks like to you? It looks like Tricider. Yeah, it's T-R-I-C-I-D-E-R, Tricider.com. And, of course, I'll put that in the show notes. Okie dokie, then. I will share an app with you that I came across recently and it's not an app I, I'm going to say I, that I use myself personally very often but I think the technology behind it is very cool if you have not seen it or tried it it is worth it just for this Okay. Uh, the app is only available for iOS devices I'm afraid right now but it's called Seeing AI Okay. by Microsoft And it is an app that is designed for the blind and low vision community um, because it uses artificial intelligence to do all kinds of crazy and amazing things that you think wouldn't be possible. So, for example, if you open this app and you hold hold it in front of um, a piece of paper with some text written on it, Mm -hmm. it will read the text aloud to you. What? Yes. Isn't that kind of crazy? That's awesome. Yeah. It does some other things too, though. It will scan barcodes, giving you like audio beeps to let you know whether you're near the barcode or not. Okay. And then it will tell you the name of what it is that product is. Because it reads the barcode, knows what that barcode is, and say, these are extra cheddar Cheetos or whatever. Oh, extra cheddar Cheetos. Yeah. I'm sure there's better uses for it than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can uh, scan people's faces so that you can recognize them and get an estimate of their age, gender, and emotions. What? Yes. It's got a mode where, you know, you can take a picture of a scene and it will tell you what it thinks it sees in that scene. So I tried it at home and it said like a woman sitting at a table using a laptop. Okay. And so that's really amazing that I think it is recognizes this scene yes i mean and it's not perfect every time and right. it misinterprets some objects but for people that need that interpretation of what yeah is 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 available in a scene yeah. it's supposed to identify color read handwriting so i mean i think it's just got a lot of great technology that is really a testament to how technology can be used to help all yeah, learners right. or all people out there it is made for the iphone but it does work on the ipad too yeah just try it and yeah. and just to get an experience you, you 
maybe don't need this app, but um, if you know somebody who does, yeah. it's good to have this in your back pocket or just to see the the power of some of this technology because mm-hmm. I think some of it could easily be adapted or applied sure. to um, helping kids with special needs, you yeah. know, with reading and, and different things like that too, or autism, you know, if it can recognize mm-hmm. faces and emotions yeah, right. and stuff like that. Isn't yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. crazy? Yeah, it is. Ooh, so, that's a good find. Seeing AI, it okay. is 100% free, and it gets like five stars in the App Store. So nice. people like it. All right. Um, so my next one, my last one, I should say, is futureme.org. And what you can do with Future Me is send yourself an email to the future. What? Yes. So it's... I'm guessing kind of like undo send in Gmail. So you send um, yourself an email and you can choose whether you want to receive the email in one year, three years, or five years. And then it says you can choose a specific date, but I haven't done that. Um, And then you type yourself a um, letter or an email and it will send it to you in one, three, or five years. Give me the why. Well, um, I think it's kind of a fun thing for maybe younger teachers of, well, teachers of younger students, I should say, to do to their older students so they can look oh, back and be yeah. like, oh, I remember when. Um, when I was in kindergarten. Yeah, and then- you could even do it, you know, and deliver it in a year, although you're, but you could choose the specific date. Thinking, what if you sent yourself an email at the beginning of the school year? And then at the end of the school year, it could provide some reflection opportunity. So this year, I hope to get better at, you mm-hmm. know, these four things. And at the end of the year, be like, oh, I accomplished those four things. But I also am able to do all of these things, too. So maybe just kind of a little reflection tool. Besides the fact that it's fun, it might get oh, kids yeah. writing who aren't interested in writing. It's almost like you... an electronic time capsule. Or yeah, something. absolutely. Remember Back to the Future where uh, he yes. like, leaves a message for himself yes. in his pocket and things like that. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Time travel. Yeah. yeah. So just something different to do with your kids, you know, or um, it's a snowy day and you're all itching to do something different. Give it a try. Futureme.org. Yep. Okay. Uh, my last one is a Chrome extension I found. Um, Chrome extension? Really? I know. I don't pick too many of those. But uh, I thought this was interesting because I do get asked this a lot from people. Okay. Um, a lot of administrators will ask me this type of thing. And it's in relation to, how do I know if this document has been updated or not? Mm. And there's not always an easy way to do that. However, mm-hmm. this Chrome extension is called Checker Plus for Google Drive. Okay. And it will give you notifications when uh, any document in your Google Drive is uh, updated or when a specific folder is updated. And um, it lives up in your in your menu bar with your other extensions. You can click on it and just get a quick... Um, access to all your Google Drive files without like going to Google Drive if you Mm -hmm. want to. But I think it's just interesting that it allows you to set up alerts for um, when you have notifications on uh, maybe a document you're collaborating on. Maybe somebody's in your waiting for label folder and you're waiting for them to get in there and and do their part of the presentation or, or something like that and before you can proceed. So... Checker Plus for Google Drive. It's free. It's a quick add-on. So the difference between that and just looking at recent activity in your drive would be that you can check it without actually having to go into your drive. Yep. Right? This this will check it for you. It just keeps an eye on your drive. And when something's been updated that you 
own or our collaborator uh-huh. on, it will give you a notification. Nice. Huh. I like that. Simple. Simple. All right. So if you enjoy the podcast, we would love it if you shared with others on social media or with colleagues who are looking for new ways to learn about using technology in their classroom. We talked about the people that are sharing our podcast at the beginning. So thank you again to all those people and for all of you who are listening. I am Team Carney on Twitter, and Jonathan is at Jonathan Wiley. Our team account is at DLGWAA, and you can use our new hashtag, hashtag EdTechTakeout, to tag the show, because Twitter now has 240 characters, so we are celebrating with a longer hashtag. If you prefer, you can send us an email to podcast at GWAA.org. So that's all we have for this episode. Until next time. This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot. For more information on today's episode, please visit dlgwaea.org slash podcast. 